to the 531 podcast. This is your host, Lady B, and I'm so excited about today's episode. We are currently in the series of For the Fellas Got Ribs. This is episode five, part three. And on this episode, we are talking about blended families. What does that look like? How do you navigate through such a scenario, right? Me and my guests, we also talk about gender roles and more specifically submissiveness <laughs> what does that look like are we still as women expected to be submissive in 2022 or in this generation we have a we have an interesting conversation about that so i'm so excited listen if you have not checked out the other parts of this series go back start at episode uh, at part one and go ahead and download that And then join us here where we are on part three. You ready? Let's do it. Stephanie, I got a question for you and this goes right alongside of that. So how were you able to love or trust again? And Stephanie let me know it was okay for me to share this. So she's been through a divorce and she's recently remarried. So how were you able to love or trust again after a divorce without making your current husband responsible for your former husband's mistakes? Prayer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. My last marriage lasted for five years. And like we had a baby together, so that marriage was deep. And I'm the type, you know, when I love, I love hard. Mm-hmm. And being, you know, hurt and all of that type stuff, um, I just had to really pray and let it go. And then once mm-hmm. um, my now husband came along, um, you know, it. I, I had a wall up. I had a whole bunch of walls up because I was like, okay, you know, I'm not try- trying to get hurt again. You know what I'm saying? I want to be with somebody, but, you know, I I, I just got to figure this out, you know? So, you know, I had walls up with him. I didn't really express or try to, you know, just get let him get too close to me. You know, I always mm-hmm. wanted to know more about him versus him knowing more about me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I had to eventually, I had to let it go. You know, mm-hmm. I definitely had to pray to God. It took a lot of prayer and fasting mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to just let go of that dead weight, you know, because I didn't mm-hmm. want to be that person. I didn't want to hurt. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to take out on him what he did to me. You know what I'm saying? What my ex mm-hmm. did to me. I didn't want to take that out. On my new husband. I didn't want to bring any of that baggage. I wanted a clean sleep, you know, mm-hmm. even if it was, you know, dealing, co-parenting with him. Okay, no, you know, I'm done. This is what it is, whatever. I just had to let it go, get it mm-hmm. out of my system because it wasn't fair to my new husband. You know, right. I knew it wouldn't have been fair. I wouldn't want him to be still carrying stuff from his past relationships. So, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want mm-hmm. that skeleton and them spirits and devils to, you know, I want to, I know what I wanted in a marriage. I wanted a healthy mm-hmm. marriage, a happy marriage. You know, I didn't get mm-hmm. that from the first one. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, just letting go all of that so I can be vulnerable, so I can be loved right. You know, I yes. knew I had to pray and fast. Because mm-hmm. you can't really love him fully when you're still holding him 
responsible in bringing that baggage in, right? Because now you're consistently thinking about what happened in the past instead of thinking about what's happening now in the future. So you're not building. You're still doing deconstruction of the past, how are you building how are you building up a new edifice like you're you're not even doing that because you're still tearing the walls down from before so you can't you're right you have to absolutely do your self work do your self evaluation and figure out what it is that's holding you up from being able to love and i think after you get out of any major relationship you just need a break you can't just jump yes. right in yes. people don't do that no they don't they don't do that. You can't just jump right in because you you have to heal. Number one, you need to heal. Number two, again, you need to do a self-evaluation. What did I learn? What didn't I learn? What was healthy? What wasn't healthy? Because if you don't perform that evaluation, you're just jumping in feet first, head first, whatever you want to call it. And then you are walking into a new relationship blindly and you're wondering why you're looking and blinking when it's not successful. So Steph and Ree, um, both of you uh, have different perspectives. And so uh, for you all, Steph and Sharita, how difficult was it for you and your spouse to accept your children or their children from a previous marriage or relationship? So both of you uh, either accepted kids from your spouse or you brought kids into the marriage uh, that you already had. How How was that? Tell us about that. <laughs> Let's start with Sharita. <laughs> okay. Well, um, when my when I got married, um, my stepson was four. So it was kind of, um, and my stepdaughter, I think she was like two. But um, it was kind of difficult at first because they were so young. And um, it was kind of like, I'm not trying to be your mother, but I'm trying to, you know, just make sure that you're good because I am now you know, not saying I'm your stepmom because I don't have to be a stepmom or anything like that, but I am married to your father. So um, it was kind of difficult because they were young, but now that (laughs) my stepson is 24, um, so it's like, we're good. I mean, like he he has issues or whatever. He calls me first, you know? He'd be like, "Um, Sharita, I need, I got this issue going on. Don't tell my dad. You know, it's like the, I think the older that, that they have gotten, is so much better now because he understands, they understand that um, their mom didn't work out with their dad, but at least my dad is happy with someone and still happy with someone and still with someone. So I think the older that the individual will get, and once you build the relationship with the children, it makes it easier because when they're young like that, they don't understand. Only thing they understand is that mommy and daddy was once together but now they're not together anymore. And now someone has entered in. So how do I react to that? She's not my mother, but she's married to my father. So what do I supposed to do in that situation? So again, the older that they have gotten, it has been, it's smooth sailing now. Because first of all, I'm not going anywhere because you can't help who you love and you can't help that they had children previous. You know what I'm saying? So you accept their children and you accept the situation because you put yourself in that situation and there you go. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. true. Steph. Well, my situation was definitely different because I came in with my son and then he had 
his two kids coming in. So on my end, you know, it was like, I would say it was kind of smooth sailing. Didn't really have any issues. I don't really know the whole um, step parenting type thing because I wasn't brought up, you know, in a household where a step parent was um, there. Um, but, you know, my husband and I have been together for nine years. We've been married going on two years this year. Um, so he's been around my son, you know, and, you know, him having a relationship with him definitely wasn't um, hard at all. Um, they are close, you know, and anytime my son, you know, have any questions or need some type of advice, he know to go, you know, to my husband, um, on the other and on the other, on the flip side, um, <laughs> you know, my husband, two kids, their mother is definitely in their life. So, you know, and a co-parent, um, it was definitely hard. You know, because like I said, I don't I didn't really know um, about the whole step parent thing. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, it was learning boundaries, mm -hmm. um, having to learn, OK, what is acceptable for me to say, to do and not do. Mm -hmm. um, so and there were a lot of challenges um, mm -hmm. within our relationship. Um and even when we got married and the kids, I've been in their life since they were like two and three and now they're 11 and 12. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we got married, we sat down with them and had a conversation because they were so used to old Miss Stephanie being around my dad, you know, because like I said, I've been in their life since they was two and three. So I was mm -hmm. the only female that they knew other than their mom that was with their dad. Mm -hmm. um, but we did have a conversation right before we got married. And, you know, I told them, I'm not your mom. I'm not mm -hmm. trying to be your mom, mm -hmm. but I'm just an added person in your life that loves you, mm -hmm. you know, and always going to be here so that if you ever need anything, you know, I'm always here um, mm -hmm. for you all. And it works. It works, mm -hmm. you know, and they know that I'm married to their dad. You know, they know I'm here. They know that I love them, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so but. The whole dynamic of having blended families is definitely hard. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's not talked about, you know, yeah. in a community or it's not anything positive because it's always, mm -hmm. you know, like the, the bitter baby mamas or, mm -hmm. you know, these deadbeat fathers that have something mm -hmm. to say. And, um, you know, my desire is to promote positivity in blended yeah. families. You know, even if it takes you having to be the bigger person and say, you know what? Okay, listen, we're not, it's it's about the children. It's not about the past. It's not about what you had, the history that you all had together. But this is the now situation, you know, and we have to make it work for the kids. Because you don't want no toxic environment, you know, for the children. And they listening to what their mom's saying behind closed doors or they listening to what their dad's saying behind closed doors. So. Right. You know, definitely um, promoting positivity with blended families um, because it, there do be a lot of, you know, crazy situations with that. So let me ask the follow up to that. Then, Is it easier to accept a man with children when he brings them into a relationship than bringing a woman in with ch children into a relationship? Is there a double standard there, do you think? I think so. <laughs> I think so, because um, with women, 
you know, the children are always with them. And so with the men, they can just drop their children off with with the mother. So I think it is kind of like a little easier for men unless they have custody of the children. Most of the time, the women have the custody of the children. So it's a little difficult and it's a little harder. But men tend to sometimes, Mm -hmm. oh, drop them off. I'm going to take them to their mother and then I'll meet you such and such and such. Or I'm going to take them to the mother and I'll come to your house or whatever, whatever. So, yeah. It is a double standard. I think that men has it have it easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that for the single dads, because I've seen some good single dads, right, that can do the whole shebang from beginning to the end. But I think that's attractive. I think women find that attractive, and so we'll glean to that and be like, "Oh, he a good daddy, so he'll take care of me that way." And that means if he provide for the baby, that means he gonna provide for me. And it's just something about seeing a man that takes care of their responsibilities that is an added bonus of attraction for us, right? But if we see a woman. With kids, I've seen it time and time again. They're like, no, nah, I don't want, I can't mess with her. She got kids. Right. No, nah, I can't mess with her. She got three kids. And we do the, we. That's so, so I think that goes, somebody made the point, Sharita did. You're missing out, right? Because if you're missing out on the man with no teeth that you said can go to the dentist, little no teeth man, if you're missing out on him, you missing out on the ladies that's got three and four kids mm-hmm. that are good women and you know they're good. Why? They ain't left the kids nowhere. Right. JoJo and all the kids still got shoes, clothes, food. They clean. She got a car. She working. Sir, she holding it down. You can't, I don't know. It's, it's, your, it's up to you. You do your thing. But I'm just saying that's a good woman right there. Let me ask Christina this. Christina, is submissiveness still in in today's society? Is that still a thing? Like, are we still doing that submissive thing we were taught? Um, What's your definition of submissiveness in today's society? And is it still required in a relationship or a marriage? Ooh, I'm going to get you in trouble. First of all, I think it's hilarious that you're asking me that question. (laughs) Because... (laughs) anybody that knows me like I am independent to a fault Mm -hmm. and very I am woman hear me roar Um, (laughs) and uh, I do think it's very important submissiveness is important um, because it allows the man to actually feel like a man and you know, let you let him know that you're depending on him and you have faith in him and that you respect him and what he has to contribute and his guidance. Um, Men need that. Like they need that because like they feel, and I had to learn this the hard way. (laughs) They feel that, you know, as a woman, if you just take in charge and you like, no, we doing this. Oh, I didn't did that. Like, why am I here? Like, you know, like you're not even, you know, considering me. So, I mean, I view it in a different way. You know, I don't really, and have never been a true believer of the submissiveness in the sense of put my head down and I'm not saying anything and I don't have a voice. 
Right. Um, and that's my personal opinion. If anybody is out there and that's what you believe in, I'm not taking away from that. Whatever mm-hmm. works for your relationship, keep doing it. <laughs> but right. I mean, in all honesty, with me, I've learned to just fall back, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like not his fault that I'm super independent. Like I was raised by mm-hmm. a single mom. And mm-hmm. she kind of pushed me to be as independent mm-hmm. as I am today mm-hmm. that I feel like I just got to take care of everything. So mm-hmm. learning to fall back and giving the man the opportunity to do it, you have to learn that, especially if you're super independent. But I think it's necessary because mm-hmm. he, men want to care, provide, take care of, and lead. They want to. And if you don't allow mm-hmm. them to do that, it takes away from them. So submissiveness is very important in relationships. So two things. So part of that, uh, what you said about being independent. So feedback that I've heard from gentlemen is that they want a woman to have their own. Yes. They want to talk. They want to be in relationship. They don't want to have to come and take care of the woman from beginning to the end. Like I know this guy, Hey sir, you know who I'm talking to. I know this gentleman who I work with. And so with him, he's a good dude, good dude, young cat, but he's single. And I always asking him, why are you still single? Like, dude, you have like the complete package. And he's just like, they just want me to take care of him. I need to be with somebody who's bringing something to the table. I'm not here to babysit. I'm not here to babysit. Like we're missing out on good men because we're not here to, because they don't want to babysit. And then the other part, the follow up to what Chris said about men need that. They need to feel like they taken care of. Is that ego, honey? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you better stroke that ego. Because <laughs> if you don't, somebody else will. Somebody hey. else will. <laughs> You better stroke that ego, even if, and we're not going to release all our secrets tonight, but I'm going to give you this one. Even if you ain't need his help with it and you acted like you needed his help with it, that's okay. You do that every now and then, stroke that ego. I'm just, listen, that's a free tip. You you stroke, you give him an opportunity, you stroke that ego. He don't have to know that. It's a, it's a love deposit in his bank. It's a love deposit. Go ahead, Sharita. I'm going to let you chime in. I'm just listening <laughs> and laughing on this part. I'm good. <laughs> Anybody else have a comment about submissiveness? Stephanie, I'll move on to the next one. Y'all don't want to touch it. Okay, Christina, no. thank you. Uh- <laughs> See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not even I'm not even fully submissive I have to keep it 100 Like people Have always had something to say About different things I'm submissive In some things And in some things I'm not Right um, And I think you have to find that balance I think you have to find a balance Because to be honest I don't want to lead I don't want to lead the house Take it bruh you could do it. I, I prefer you to do it. Let me stay in my lane and do what I'm supposed to do. Because honestly, I don't have time to wear the pants. I'm already around here trying to do these things for these churn. <laughs> I'm trying to do things at work. 
<laughs> I'm trying. I'm, I'm also trying to keep you fed. Trying to keep your house clean too. I I don't need to run run everything else. You can do that. Mm-hmm. You can. I want you to take that and you do that, and that's what you were built to do. Well, guess what? Your shoulders are broader than mine. Boy, if I look at you right now and you stand next to me, your shoulders just as big and strong and tall. That's what they're there for. You were made and created and built for it. So you lead. I'm going to just step in if we fall off the wagon a little bit. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I'm going to give you a little nudge. Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> I'm going to just nudge you a little bit. That's what I'm supposed to do is the real. <laughs> All right, next question. <laughs> How long is too long? Before requiring or expecting a wedding ring, is there such, and then the other part of that is, is there such thing as putting the cart before the horse? So when we were coming up, right, we were, you would hear, girl, she ain't gonna never get married because she washing his clothes now, or she ain't gonna never do this because she paying all his bills now, that sort of thing. So we were taught not to do those things, but now... And we 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 living together like it ain't nothing. We shacking like it's nothing. So is there such thing as putting a cart before the horse? And how long is too long before requiring a ring? You've been listening to the Forever 31 podcast with Lady B. Hit her up at Lady B at forever-31.com. Find us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at underscore forever31, all one word. That's underscore forever, T-H-I-R-T-Y-O-N-E. Don't forget to rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, live life with passion and compassion.